Please listen carefully. Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast. This is your captain speaking, Captain Smiley here, and I'm the captain. I've been promoted to captain. Um, I don't know if anybody knew that. My my host didn't know that. I didn't prep them for that, but it's true. Um, captain Smiley here with you for another episode of the Focus Target Podcast, and uh, today we are gonna just we're gonna go all over the board. Um, just you know, just to prepare you, we don't really have a true topic we're gonna hit on a couple different things we're gonna talk some sports we're gonna talk some other stuff i don't even know we're just gonna kind of talk and you know you can give us some feedback after the show whether you think that's uh good or not so van shy gentleman sir i mean captain captain sir that's right aye aye i like that (laughs) all right so you know before we get into our random miscellaneous potpourri of a podcast we're going to ask a question of the day which is uh, what we do here on the Focus Target Podcast. So today's question of the day is um, not really related to anything. It's just, uh, you know, if you could re-experience a game for the first time, like like go back as if you'd never played it before and re really get the full experience of it, which game would you choose and why? I'm going to start with Shy. I mean, uh... Even as you asked the question, my answer changed because really <laughs> there's like five games I want to say, because I mean, games I've talked about many times on this podcast, any game I love, I would love to go back and play for the first time because Dude. it's it's magical. So I'm going to kind of cheat because I want to highlight the fact that two games I've talked about a lot wanting remasters came out in the past year, Ninja Gaiden and Mass Effect. And I've, it's just not the same playing them as much as I love those games. Like the first time playing those games was the best, but I don't, my answer has to be Final Fantasy Eleven because of, oh, of every i meant to, to ask that i meant yeah, to ask to that and say we probably would all pick final fantasy <laughs> oh. so i was gonna i'm sorry that was my fault i meant to write that actually into the question have we point. talked about have we talked about that last week no because it seems like no, van no, no, no. it seems like van I, also is on the same page as you. no but that's I, how i was gonna present my answer i was gonna say look it's 11 but that seems like like way too obvious and so i was going go the with, with i was going the opposite easy. direction <laughs> i gave a caveat with other games and then said 11 when i came up with that question that was that was originally part of it and then i forgot to write it down when i wrote the question of the day board i apologize for that yeah Uh, we listen it's 11 if we'd all go back to the glory days of 11 dunzo right that's what we talk about all the time yeah let's uh yeah let's uh let's let's go to a second choice if you can sorry shy that's my bad wow okay well um i mean honestly probably no probably ninja gaiden because uh because it's not you know over this past year, when the, both those remasters came out, I actually did play through a bunch of the Mass Effect remaster games. But like Ninja Gaiden, I jumped into a bit and then petered out pretty quick. And it's just not, it's not the same. It's like I definitely have like rose-colored glasses about that game. I think, and maybe the time of life I was in, like I was in a college dorm yeah. and I would just sit down and play it, and guys would come in, my roommates, and like just hang out and watch me play, and it was just like a social experience. And I don't want to, like, I guess I just don't enjoy, like, sitting in my apartment playing Ninja Gaiden as much as I thought I would, like, versus what it was. So, um, I do miss, like, the, the first, like, time playing that game, which is awesome. But, yeah. All right, what about you, Van? Um, real quick. So, Shy, when you were talking about how, like, you like playing remastered games, I was like, dude, he's, like, the master of remastered entertainment. And then I was like, holy crap. That's an is an anagram. Is that the right word? Acronym. That's an acronym. That spells more. And I was like, that's hilarious. He's the master of remastered entertainment. 
and it spells more and it's like you get more of the same game just they remaster it for you and i thought that was pretty damn clever it's pretty ingenious, so i'm just gonna call man. you more from now on it's like a rain man the moment master, right there the master of remastered entertainment Roar. and then the remaster's hyphenated so you don't do the rm so it's more instead of is more it, is this how like your brain is this how your brain operates do you like it so is I, so hard to quiet it down i do that with numbers i look for patterns and numbers all the time so it's always interesting talking to people yeah yeah Yep, it certainly happens all the time. If you guys want um, number and letter patterns here in the in the later in the podcast, you'll have that <laughs> keep that in I like mind. It. So, um, <clears throat> of course, eleven goes without saying. But then I was bouncing between two of them, and I, I I genuinely cannot decide. And it's funny, Shai, you had mentioned it earlier, like oh, you were in the dorm rooms, you were having fun, blah blah all that. And it's like it's amazing how many games we have great memories of, not necessarily. The game had to have been good, but it was more of where we were in our life at the time. Like, it's just so crazy how that, how often that happens. So then when you go and revisit it, you're at the same stage in your life. You remember the game being good and the game is still fun, but it's just not, not doing it for you. Like it, like it did back then. You wonder why, um, my two games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my two games would either be, um, Pokemon red mm. or, um, or uh counter-strike the original the original half-life mod um a lot of the same reasons just because of i mean they both came out roughly around the same time um probably within a couple years of each other i gotta look that up and verify that but um i think i'm gonna go damn it's so hard yeah see i I can't decide i gotta go back and forth that's all right Um, you know multiple i'm gonna have multiple okay so then it's two it's it's both of them reason reason being i just remember i remember my first time ever hearing about pokemon I was in a mall with Ben Tendo, who's been on the podcast before. And um, there was like a boutique shop. And he's like, hey, dude, I, let's let's go in here. I want to look for Pokemon. And I was like, what the hell's a Pokemon? Shut the heck up. And he's like, no, dude, I want to go find one. So we went inside. And sure enough, there was a Pokeball. It was a clear Pokeball. I think it had a Charizard in it. One of the starter Pokemon. And I was like, that's what you were like all raging about? What the heck is this crap? So anyways, he bought the figure and he loved it. He was a big collectible guy. He got all those things. And then um, sure enough, he's like, oh, yeah, the game's coming out, blah, blah. So we bought the game. And. Man, I just remember how awesome it was, like, diving into the quote-unquote world of Pokemon. And then actually, like, completing all 150, 51 with, with Game Genie. All, all Pokemon possible. And it was just it was just amazing to that a... And this was on Game Boy, too. So it's not the best graphics, right? It's literally just story and how the game was. And, and it, was, it was something different. It was unforgiving. It was awesome. I, I really liked it. Counter-Strike just because it was brand new never have i ever played a game that was so like competitive online it was it sprung kind of the it was a catalyst to spring the uh, internet cafes specifically in the u.s at least where you can go in there and use somebody else's hardware pay a dollar 25 an hour and play play uh play um counter-strike until you run out of money but that was awesome that was just an awesome time going in there so i'm gonna go with both of those and i cheated and i picked two Pokemon Red, I think, is a great is definitely a great choice. Like Pokemon has been so done to hell and back with right. different games and variations, but like there was something that first time, like it was so unique. Like, there's really nothing like it. And when you first played, I remember it the same as you. Like I, I got it for my birthday one year when I was, I don't know, whenever it was probably it probably had been out for a little bit. Like I, I didn't get it super cutting edge, because um, I got it the the same that that year I got um, a Game Boy Color too yeah um, and, I, and i played it on game and like the game boy color was just so 
good compared yeah. to the old shitty ass regular game but like it was yeah, so the green crisp. and black yeah. and like oh like like when like the pokemon would like slide across the screen you'd just be like oh that looks so good like it's it's, like, it's amazing it's like i have my tv in my hand it was so crazy like as, as a kid it was a big it was a big deal and yeah, yeah that's that that's that's a great pick um Mine's going to be, uh, so I have one that's similar and one that's a little bit different. So my, my true pick is um, Final Fantasy, the original Final Fantasy. Um, that's a game that it's really special to me. Like it was, um, it, so I never actually got Final Fantasy, the game. My stepdad got it as a Christmas present and he thought I would like it. Cause I, at that time I still, I was, I mean, I was probably like 1990 or 91 something. So I was, you know, I was like eight or nine years old. And like I played like Mario and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and DuckTales on my Nintendo. Like I didn't I had no like fantasy, you know, like background at that time other than like loving like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. So like I, I wasn't into RPGs or anything like that. But my stepdad was like, oh, man, I think you'll like this game. And so he played it and I watched him and like it was like such a, a cool experience like like i would like consult the maps and like kind of guide him and like look up the monsters because it came with the bestiary and like like try to help like i basically was like the co-pilot for his run through this game and like it totally just like captured my imagination and really got me into you know rpgs and that that whole genre in a way that i may never have um and that game too was just so like such a core rpg experience like going into dungeons, getting treasure, fighting monsters, leveling up like the, the, the sense of exploration uh, that that game gave me as a kid is, is one that like, I, I really loved. Um, and, and I would love to be able to re-experience my second game I would choose is a little bit different. Um, and it's, I wouldn't want to experience it as it first came out. I'd want to experience it today. So like if I could erase all knowledge I ever had, of the game no man's sky oh. and come to it <laughs> or if you flip it around and say the game that's out now if that was what was released when we were building up to it like i wonder if we like if how if i might still be playing it today like there was like so much of that was like the failing to meet expectations that like it really kind of ruined it and now too it's like it's hard to get back into it because now there's so much and there's been so many updates and it's like it's it's a little bit like trying to join a an, an MMO that's been going for a long time where it's just like it's a little overwhelming trying to figure everything out. Um, but like I wonder how that game would have been if it had been what it is now when it was released. Like I feel like that could would be a cool thing to maybe experience. I got I want to go back and re-listen to our No Man's Sky episode because I I just remember it being on <clears throat> it was showcased at E3 two years in a row. It took so long in development. It was super hyped. Yeah. And then the launch that it had and the controversies that surrounded it were, were something unique. Well, and it was an independent comp- developer, remember? And, like, Sony, like, picked them up and, like, really bumped yeah. up that hype. And it was, like, you just yeah. could tell that that was not a good thing. Like, they weren't yeah. ready. They were not they weren't ready. the infrastructure. They and then their, yeah, their response to everything, too. Like, you can literally case study everything that's been happening with No Man's Sky. And, and who is it? Hello? Who? Hello games. Is it Hello games. Yeah. Hello games. You could, I mean, just that story in and of itself is pretty fascinating. For sure. And it's but probably, you got it. Yeah. 
go ahead go ahead i would say it's probably one of the big examples of like what has become a trend nowadays of like over promising and under developing un- under delivering which we're okay. dealing with right now with yeah and recent Remember? i please bring up battlefield so we could talk about it today because i <laughs> yes i want to have that conversation well you get an opportunity um yeah i was just gonna say the one thing you got to give about that game when it came out though we were pretty blown away by it technically like i remember if you remember that first time that we like went from earth from like the planet yes. into space yes, and it was dude. just like whoa to be able to just crazy. fly from the surface yeah. into space was bizarre ha- and then you take a step back and you're looking at the galaxy in like 3d mode and you keep pulling yourself back and you're like this is it was unfathomable. Yeah. yeah it was it was wild like they it was pretty cool all right. Well, that's the question of the day. I think we had some, there were some good answers there. I think that ended up being a good question. I got to um, throw it out before I, I forget. So I actually stole that question of the day from the DNVR Avalanche podcast because they threw that out to them on one of the, like, it was like a, an email episode where you, like, it was kind of on an off day, like during while the abs were on their, uh, you know, on the COVID shutdown for like two weeks and they still did podcasts. And so they kind of, went off a of hockey and we're doing other stuff. And they asked that question to the hosts of that show. And I was like, Oh, that's a great question of the day for our podcast. So thanks to the DNVR avalanche podcast. You guys should look them up. If you want a good avalanche podcast, I'm sure you two don't, but abs fans out there, um, they are, in my opinion, the best. So could pitch all of our NHL teams podcasts. <laughs> probably could. We probably could. But since I stole their question of the day, I wanted to give credit right. where credit was due or to whoever, whoever asked them that I don't know who, they didn't say who asked the question, so I can't credit that far down the chain. Um, okay, let's get into some Super Bowl predictions, gentlemen. We got a Super Bowl coming up. And for those of you who may not have been paying attention to football, um, two teams that maybe you didn't expect or maybe you uh, haven't seen in the Super Bowl in a while, the Cincinnati Bengals against the Los Angeles Rams. What do you guys think of that matchup? Van, I'm going to start with you. I like it. <clears throat> I think it's a good matchup. And I'll tell you, I had the Rams on my radar this whole season. Well, uh, yeah, the Rams were a, they were a popular pick for the Super Bowl, um, right. so that they're not they're not like oh what a surprise, but they're a team that like they haven't been there, like they've been good recently, but they're not the Patriots or you know right a right. team that's there every single goddamn year. Yeah. I'm going for the Raiders myself. Yeah, nice. how's that working out for you? I heard they're not keeping that interim coach as the head coach. Yeah, they're, they're not. They just middle. announced. No, we got yeah. we're getting um what is his name? He coached. A few years, I'll, I'll have to look it up, but no, yeah, and, and that's I, that well, I heard they were going to keep him, and it was great news. And they said that the the players absolutely love him and fought for him to be their head coach. And then they go out and announce, I think just yesterday, that they have a new, they're, they're hiring somebody yeah. else. It seems kind of strange because it seemed like he did a pretty bang up job there in a tough situation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely did. But anyways, we're not here to talk about the Raiders. We're here to talk about uh, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Oh yes, that guy. And he, insane. oh, he, he actually the Denver Broncos, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Broncos nope. ran him out of the town because he tried to be yeah. the next Belichick. He he drafted Tim Tebow. He drafted one in the draft Tebow, pick and everything. Yep, I remember. And then now. he tried. Then he tried to spy on some opponents' practices yes. and with video cameras. Like, yeah. Yeah, yes. and everyone's like, "We don't want you. We don't want to be the <laughs> Patriots. We don't want to cheat. Get this guy out of nope. here." And, so it's bizarre. <laughs> it's bizarre. They they picked him up, and and I think yeah, and, and that year when he was with the Broncos, he went like four and twelve or something like that. Like it's 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 ridiculous. So anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, he must know somebody, or I don't know. But anyway, um, I'm going for the Rams. Um, I'm a Raiders Raiders diehard fan, as you all know. 
and I know they're they're a big a uh, well I mean yeah yesterday's game was pretty interesting because it was 49ers versus Rams and or I guess two days ago and the uh, Raiders hate both of those teams for exact that exact reason <laughs> but I think um, me being an LA boy and having Stafford on my fantasy league which is why I knew he was he was hot shit watching him every single week um, I got to go for the Rams on this one over the Bengals and I think I think they're gonna do it. I've had Stafford in a couple of fantasy leagues back when I used to play fantasy. So I, I think he's a, he's a solid quarterback. I was, I was telling Sarah the other night that I was, when he went to the Rams before that, there was a lot of rumors that he might go to the Broncos. And I was really hoping they were going to make that happen. I would, I would have been really happy for them and him to come to Denver, but for sure, he obviously made the right choice for himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, I, I, so I feel the same. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm probably going for the Rams. I like to see the Bengals. It's good to see them. They've been, They've been bad for a long time. Like they've had a lot right. of, they've been kind of a laughing stock for a, for a while. And so it's good to see them finally get a chance to get back to the Super Bowl. I think that was cool. I was kind of, I, a part of me really wanted it to be Bengals 49ers because the last time the Bengals were in, had a playoff victory, they were in the Super Bowl in 1990 against the 49ers. It was Joe Montana versus Boomer Esiason. Um, and I remember watching that game. I watched that game as a kid. Like it's one of the earliest games I can remember watching. Um, but, but I'm, I, I am happy for the Rams, you know, Von Miller from the Broncos went to the Rams and I think it's cool. Like, not that they don't have a good offense, but like the Rams are built on defense. Like they, they care about defense. They built a strong defense. They brought in all these great defensive players. And as a guy who still thinks that defense should be played in the NFL, like I, I, I'd like to see teams that do that get rewarded personally. Um, you know, and they have in a number of years. I mean, we saw the Seattle defense famously be very good and, and win some get win and get some Super Bowls. The Broncos did it with their defense the year they won. And so, you know, I think that's cool. When was the last time the Rams went to a Super Bowl? Uh, did, I don't think they've been too recently. Yeah, was the last one? No, it was. Yeah, it was 2019. Did they get it? I remember oh, there was a very, very recent one. And that was against New the England. One. They lost the New that England. That was a snoozer. Yeah. 13 to uh, thirteen to 3. I remember that one. I but I think before that, it was a while. It was probably Kurt Warner before that, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd, have, I'd imagine so. I 2001, don't, I don't maybe? Might have been 2001. Yeah. With uh, Against the Patriots, again. Kurt Warner against the Patriots. The game that they... Uh, where they lost, remember they they they're the famous yep, it, uh, 2002 St. Louis 2002. Yeah, it was yeah. the famous Isaac Bruce game where like on the last play he stretched out and the and was like this far short of the goal line and they lost by six or something, four or six or whatever it was. Yeah, it was three, 17 to 20. God, that's crazy. At the Superdome in New Orleans. Uh, what about you, Shy? Have you uh, what do you think of you got any opinions on Rams? Yeah, Bengals? I do. Screw the Rams, as a, as, 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 as someone who uh, roots for a team in the same division as them. Oh, I have no love, no love for the Rams. So, and I think it is cool the Bengals are in the Super Bowl and apparently are doing well. Like, because you've they've they've haven't they've had horrible playoff records over the past decade or more, but they've had some decent seasons. And so, and I know it's been frustrating for their fans because they'll have a really good season and then they just like lose in the first round of the playoffs, and it's like, what's going yeah. on here? Is Andy Dalton still their QB, or who's QBing for the Bengals oh, now? Oh, it's, it's uh, Joe Burrows, who was the oh, Heisman from a couple years right. ago. Gotcha. Right, so I, I actually, right. I liked him because you know when he when he first came out, they you know and they, everyone said, "Oh, you're going to be drafted by the Bengals." What do you think about that? You know, like a lot of people probably 
maybe don't want to go to a franchise like that, if, you know, the Browns, the Bengals, and that. but he was really like, uh, I can't remember if he was an Ohio guy already, but he was like, you know, I want to go to the Bengals. I want to be a part yeah. of that. I want to be, I want to be the guy that brings them back. <laughs> and like, I, I just love when a guy has a, takes that challenge and is like, I'm not afraid to go to a bad team. Like I'm going to make that team better. I'm going to help yeah. them. Like I'm yeah. not going to shy away from it and be like, no, you guys trade me to New York, trade me to a real team or a real market. You know, like, yeah. Uh, it's nice when they're not divas and they're like, let's, let's go, you know? Sorry. Like Brady to, to the bucks. <laughs> did you guys hear? Smiley's Brady, disappearing. Did you guys hear Brady was uh, reportedly going to retire and now he's maybe not going to retire. And like, dude, last night, with this. they were saying he's retiring. Yeah. Now it's, now it's now not, he's, might not retire. Oh, now he's God. like, well, I haven't decided. Yeah. This is going to go on the entire damn summer. <clears throat> I hate Tom Brady. I just, I wish he would just <laughs> retire and be done. I'm just happy that no, that Patriots and Brady are not in the Super Bowl this year. Finally, no. See, go. dude, we're all right. Man. So this is breaking news. Washington Post credit where credits due. Tom Brady is announcing he is retiring from the NFL, ending days of uncertainty. So apparently Wait, he's he's announcing, he or he has announced. <laughs> this is oh he actually oh it seems like he actually okay so well we'll have to get you more breaking news on this podcast. But it's here's a quote from the Washington Post. This is difficult for me to write. It's actually quoting Brady. This is difficult for me to write, but here it goes. I am not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I have told my, I have loved my NFL career and now it is time for me to focus energy elsewhere that requires my attention. That's literally from him. So it sounds like he is retiring. For now. We'll see. Maybe, maybe he's going to. I hope yeah. he does. I hope he does. I'm his energy the direction he's focusing in is he's going to move to Smiley's neighborhood and like try to befriend every resident in that neighborhood, including Smiley. <clears throat> we'll see. All right. We'll see. You know, He's maybe, gonna go on a world tour. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can win me over. Poorly about him. <laughs> maybe He's, He's probably like, a charismatic like, guy. I will not die with anyone hating me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the opposite of the Jay and Bo- Silent Bob tours, where instead of going around to kick people's ass who talk shit about him, he goes and tries to make. Me- That'd be a cool thing to do. Like if you did that, you probably win me over. Maybe um, we can get him on the podcast. Maybe we much could. As, maybe cool. we get him, get get him and Microsoft on the same day. Yeah, can we get him EA to sponsor a podcast yeah. with Tom Brady? <laughs> Listen, I, I guess you know, I my feelings about Tom Brady are pretty clear. I, yeah, I think he's, I think he's, he's whatever. We can get. We don't him need to recover. Yeah, yeah. Like that'd be a pretty good get. Like we can get him on here. Like I wouldn't say no if you want to come on the pod. Like you know, I'd be respectful. You know, there you go. There you go. I know how to treat a guest. Like I'm not gonna you know make fun of him or anything. Um. All right. So yeah, and I got asked, did any of you guys see that, like any of the playoff games, but specifically the two Kansas City playoff games leading up against the Bills and then against the uh, the Bengals because they were pretty freaking wild. Almost all the games are wild, dude. They were. Well, the Kansas yeah. City one specifically coming down to to a field goal within with seconds, right on both of them. Like, yeah, they were they were all pretty wild. They were all pretty crazy. There was a lot of a little bit of drama that came up after the Buffalo game because as happens it seems like every at least once every couple of years the bills and the the like the bills took the lead with 13 seconds left mahomes worked his magic got him into field goal range tied it up in that 13 seconds like there had been back and forth it was like 35 to 35 or something then they go to overtime kansas city wins the coin flip they go down and score a touchdown and the bills never get back on the field after all that. And so of course it brings up the, 
you know, the, the question that always comes up from that is like, what about the overtime rules? Do we, is yeah. it fair that, you know, one team can lose without ever actually getting a chance to put their offense on the field? And, you know, that's kind of a question that's bigger than any one season or any one game. And so I thought it'd be interesting for you guys to weigh in if, if you want to. Uh, I'm I think we should Shai. solve it here on the podcast. Solve the podcast. All right, solve it on the podcast. That's what we do here. Go ahead, Shy. Shy, what do you think about that? Do you think the overtime rules need to be looked at? Why would we change the rules set down by the football gods in ancient times? I mean, that's like they're in point. stone tablets. Like, why would we try to like... This rule is three years old. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say. I think it only, I think it only has been since like 2017. My philosophy really, is, if something's really a rule, new. why change it? <laughs> they changed it to this from the old, just just running running an extra. Yeah, I don't running I don't an really extra know. quarter or whatever. I mean, isn't this? I mean, how does this differ 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 from a lot of sports? I guess because like well, I've been watching to... a lot of hockey recently, and isn't it the same idea that the first team that scores a goal, yeah, in overtime wins. Are... Hockey and basketball, you can't really. I mean, yeah. everybody's out there. You don't have yeah, an offense. It's not a defense. Or, defense you don't have a possession. I, well, yeah. what, but what people always compare it to is college football. To answer your question, right. so in college uh, football, go. both teams get a full possession, and to do like usually from the, their opponent twenty-five yard line, and if it's still tied after each team has a possession, then they each get another possession, and you keep going. Each team continues to get one possession each until the score is different at the end of that section um so it's like team a gets a possession if they score a field goal team b has to do a field goal or 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 better better. and in the event that they do better they actually win the game and that's that's where i was gonna go with that that seems fair um there there is some advantages to going second because in college football specifically because if your team is only able to muster up a field goal you know what you have to do in order to continue going whereas the team that goes first they don't know if a field goal is going to be enough. They don't know if they actually have to get that touchdown to stay in it or even have a chance at winning. So I, I do think there's a lot of strategy and fairness in the college um, overtime rule. I, I like that a lot. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to take a, a, a different position. I'm actually going to take more of a shy's position, but for a different reason. So I don't think they should be changed. I don't think the rules should be changed at all. And it's because, as I just mentioned a couple minutes ago, I believe the defense should still be played. Yeah. I think the rules are actually the the rules they change it to. I think are actually really fair. You can't. I I think making it so you can win on a field goal is pretty cheap because a lot of things can happen. Like one penalty, one one pass, one good kick return can almost get you into field goal range if you have a good kicker. And so that's that's pretty cheap to say like okay, the defense, you can't give them anything. You can't give them one good pass over the middle, otherwise you're done. That's kind of messed up. But if you want to say that, like, you you shouldn't just be able to give up a touchdown without a penalty. Like, if they win the toss, they're 80 yards away or 75 yards away from the end zone. Like, make a stop. Hold them to a field goal and you get the ball back, and then this isn't an issue anymore. So I believe the defense is an equal part of the game to offense. I believe a defense should be accountable for keeping your opponent out of the end zone. If you're unlucky enough, you know, I mean, you could make the argument that if you believe in your defense, it's actually better to lose the coin toss because if you, they get the ball and you stop them and they have to punt, generally you're going to get the ball closer to to the end zone than they are to start with. So, um, depending, I guess. Did you technically win the coin toss and defer? You could, but, but I don't think anybody's ever bizarre. Done yeah. be, well, because you know, be like you, Pete Carroll running on right, the one yard line game. in the Super Bowl. <laughs> You'd have to yeah. really trust your defense, <laughs> like something serious, or and you'll be picked apart. Yeah, 
Yeah, or like if it's like a three so, three. I guess game um, I'm getting to a point here. Yeah. So the reason it doesn't happen is because everybody feels that offense certainly has the advantage. So yeah. then we are back to a coin toss advantage. You do make a valid point where defense has has to play in the game, but there's a reason why everybody chooses offense whenever they win that coin toss. That's fair. Yeah, I mean that's true. And like like listen, nobody can make an argument with a straight face that offense isn't favored in the NFL in right. today's NFL. Right. Right. Sure, like it's just sure. it just is. Absolutely it is. Yeah. And so like Sure. And then, and then that's, I guess that's a good counterpoint to me. Right. And like, uh, this is again, to reference my wife, I like to reference my wife on the podcast. Hi, Sarah. And she does listen to us sometimes. Um, you know, when we talked about it, I, she kind of felt more like you that kind of both teams should get a chance. And, you know, I wouldn't hate that. Right. Like if they went to more of a college style or something, like I wouldn't rail against it. Um, because like you said, there is a, there is an advantage to the offense, but yeah. But does it need to be changed? Yeah, I don't that's... think so. I think I think you can make a stop and keep him out of the end zone, you know, like. What was it? Defense. Well, what did they change it from? Was it the college football style a few no. years ago? No, no. Historically, it was just straight up first team to score wins. All right. So if if you win the toss, you get a couple first downs, kick a field goal, game's over, just like that. So, so it does seem like it's improving. It is an improved state now than it was. Oh, I, I think changed. so. Right. I, I think I think it was. I'd be curious to know, like, hear from that the NFL why they don't do the college style, and I wonder if it has to do with like programming, like some kind of like tell like mark like a market share or financial reason, right? Like they don't want a game going for four hours plus that's televised or something like that. If you had multiple overtime, you know. Yeah, mm. you know, I do. I think. I don't know, but I think that's probably it is that like you get into kind of almost like a baseballian situation where like literally like you don't know when it's going to end. And I mean, yeah. that's true. That's true in the real game too. Technically. Like, I mean, if you had two great defenses and really bad offenses, like you might not be able to score points at all, but yeah. you know, in general, it's going to end a lot quicker. I, I don't know why else. Cause there, it seems like Vance mm-hmm. position is the most, common i hear a lot that people think that the college game has a really great overtime system and it's like why doesn't the nfl do it like there's obviously got to be there's been clamoring for that for sure so like to your point they must have some reasons and maybe some financial ones usually is the reason things happen in the nfl yep all right you got some blood on that? you got some more on that van or no negative all right all right i think unless you guys have any other comments oh um so we picked, we picked, we kind of said who we were going for. Does that, is that the same as your picks? Are you picking the Bengals and then the Rams uh, in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl picks? Who do you think is going to win? I have no reason to make an informed pick. So yeah, I'm going with the Bengals. Okay. Uh, is that, um, you're going with the Rams? I'm going to stick with the Rams. I think the Rams are the better team. And you know what? I've thought every team the Bengals have played has been the better team and the Bengals keep winning. So maybe it doesn't mean anything, but I think I'm going to go with the Rams as well. All right. Well, you heard it here first people. There's our Super Bowl predictions. You can make fun of us. One of us when we're wrong, because one of us is going to be wrong at least. Um, all right. You guys want to check in on the, on the NHL real quick. We usually do a little NHL segment. Why not? Um, we can keep it quick. We're about to go into the all-star break. I think today's the last, I know today's the last avalanche game before the all-star break. I don't know if there's other games tomorrow. But I know All Star All Star Weekend's coming up. Um, Avs are like the best team in the league, and they just win and win and win. They're on like a million game winning streak. Haven't lost at home in two decades. So bizarre. It's, it's not bizarre. It's just I mean, <laughs> no, it's bizarre. They're, they're, here's what it is. They've had a really, really light schedule. 
Like they've really only had three. Unlike the Vegas Golden Knights, who just went through the freaking gauntlet. Yeah, abs. The gauntlet the abs have been through has been the can you get up for these games because you're playing Arizona and Montreal and you know some teams that are just near the bottom of the standings pretty frequently. There are games. Let me rattle off. Um, Oh, there are. Yeah, and I wonder if they're like makeup games for postponed because I know one is the Seattle and New York Islanders game that was postponed from last Saturday. So like, there's five games tomorrow. Okay. Let me wrap these four teams for you. Who the Vegas Golden Knights just played? Capitals, Hurricanes, Panthers, Lightning. (laughs) It's like, yeah. Did did they beat the Panthers? They, 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 no, they lost to the Hurricane, the Panthers, and they did, they did beat the Lightning. You know who just beat the Panthers? The Hurricane Panthers, because, um, those who are astute (laughs) listeners can hear that my voice is a little, um, not how it usually is, uh, but so I was sick recently and I was able to watch both those games in their entirety uninterrupted and they lost both of them. And it was so uh, disappointing. Yeah. Those are two of the best teams in the league. I, I, there's definitely arguments. Three of the best teams in the league. Hurricane Panthers yeah. and Lightning. Yeah. 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 No, that's true. Well, and Capitals aren't that far behind, to be honest. Yeah. No, exactly. They're a strong team. But before that, it was the Canadians, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I think this would be a good, a good segue. This would be a good segue into, you know, our uh, the, the Kraken update because, you know, what team has swept the Panthers in all of their meetings this season? The Seattle mm. Kraken. That's right. There's no undefeated against true? the floor. Yeah, no, we beat the Florida Panthers serious? every time we played them. Yep. Um, oh my God. We also beat, we also beat the, Hur- the Hurricanes last time we played them as well. Um, oh my we, gosh. The, the Kraken are an interesting situation <laughs> because we have a, we're, we have one of the lowest records in the league, but it, I heard someone on one it's of the like podcasts I listened to. Thirty or something. That's not yeah. that bad, but it's like mid twenties. It's like fourteen and twenty six, maybe fourteen twenty seven. Um, there's but, so um, there's, there's two teams at the bottom, and that's Arizona and Montreal. Yeah. Then there's a little gap, and then there's the, the Seattle's kind of like the bottom of that next tier. Yeah, fourteen yeah. twenty six and four. Yeah, that's what I, I think. Is exactly what I said. Um, yeah. The uh, but I heard someone say the other day that. Um, it's like they play to their opponents, which is something an issue the Seahawks have had for a long mm. time. It feels like where like mm-hmm. we we we've been beating good teams, but like we just lose to horrible teams, and and, and a lot of times it just feels like we're not playing well. So um, I don't know. It's it's just funny watching them beat good teams randomly, and then but just not having a good record. It's not funny. Maybe. Well, we'll see if uh, we'll see if this holds true. They're currently playing Boston. Yeah. Literally right now. 0-0 at the end of the first. So That's right. Scoreless. We'll see how they go. And Boston's a good team. Yeah, they are. They are a good team, yeah. Well, that's why I said that it actually is impressive that the Avalanche have gotten through the gauntlet of bad teams because you do see that more often than not. Yeah. You know, the better teams sometimes take a night off. You know, don't think they need to bring it. And and the fact is that, you know, you don't – it's not like – as partially because there's so many more games, but it's not like football where teams go winless. Like even the worst teams still get, you know, 20 wins a season, 20, 25 wins a season. It's not like always baseball. against other bad. Yeah. Just like baseball, right? Like you play often enough that like even good teams lose to bad teams. Like you can't yeah. take any, the Dodgers are notorious for that. Notorious <laughs> for that. Playing the Rockies. They lose. It's like, why? How? Why, why indeed? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Arizona. Like lose. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so uh who's your team's representatives to the all-star games shy is it jordan eberly i think that might be is there, 
Yeah, that's probably my guess is it's Everly. <laughs> Definitely not Grubauer. <laughs> I just feel like you maybe uh, overpaid a little bit there. Huh? So, so the thing is, talk. All right, so another Kraken check up really quickly is that over the last like five or six games, his stats are actually really good. Like he's been playing really well. So, like if this is him turning a corner, that's great. But like if you take his whole season stats up till now, I think he's potentially the worst goalie in the league. Potentially, yeah, his, like his numbers were pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Van, what about you? How many did the Golden Knights send? I. I need to find uh looks I'm trying this is trying to do the research right now because last I heard they weren't sending anybody which I thought was bizarre considering where the all-star break's going to be at <laughs> that they were and every team gets somebody every team gets one player so like yeah. maybe maybe somebody declined or was was injured but like yeah. every Oh every no I'm confusing every... it with um I'm confusing with the Olympics sorry they're, they're yeah. not sending anybody to the Olympics yeah. nobody is um, nobody is yeah Oh, is that? Oh, really? Yeah, the, the NHL, NHL, NHL pulled out of the Olympics because of COVID. So, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, every, back every, team, every team gets one. Uh, uh, Mark Stone and Petrangelo. Oh, they get and two. It looks like Pete. It looks like Pete DeBoer is going to be one of the coaches Coach. too. Yep. yep. So that's cool. There you go. And Everly was like, the, see. NHL yeah. announces head coaches for the All Star Weekend. Yeah, Pete DeBoer is going to be one of the coaches. Okay, so we're sending a coach. We're sending Mark Stone and Petrangelo. That makes sense. Pacioretty's uh, still IR. And, I mean, Mark Stone's a badass, and Petrangelo's one of the best defensive players. So, yeah, makes sense. Yep. Um, yep. Avalanche get to uh, the captain of the of the Central Division is Nathan McKinnon, but not sure if he's going to nice. play. He got his face destroyed by a stick and um, has to have, have, to have some facial reconstruction surgery. Also had a concussion, so he's been out since that happened. And they said, I've, what I've heard is they don't know if he's going to be available for the All Star game, which is sad because the last time he was the captain of the All Star game, he was also injured and had to take like a coaching role. He got to like be behind the bench and be a player coach, but he didn't actually get to play. So it'd be kind of funny if, not funny, but like fucked up that like two All Star games in a row, you're voted the captain and you don't get to actually play. Um, so yeah, so the Avs got McKinnon. They also got Kale McCarr on defense. They also got Kadri um, as another applicant, and they uh, also have their coach uh, Jared Bednar is going to be behind the bench for their respective division. So, but and honestly, the Avs probably could have had like two or three other players in who deserve to be there. Like Miko Rantanen probably has had the stats to back it up, and Devon Taves is probably better than like ninety percent of the defensive players that are in the that are actually in the all-star game. But um, I mean, Avs can't send their whole team, right? I guess other teams get to have, get to have some representation. This, uh, this Avs podcast all of a sudden, what's going on? Like go, go write the DNVR Avs podcast. I hear they have fun questions they that do. are asked them in mailbag. So yeah, they do a really great huh. job. If, if you're an Avs fan, you should definitely check them out. I'm happy um, for you, smile. I'm happy for you. You've had some rough <laughs> Avs years. So listen, I'm not, we talked about this a little bit off the air before the show, but like, my only fear is like I hope they're not peaking, right? Like you don't want to be the best team in the league halfway through the season. You want to be the best team in the league at the end of the season. So, um, you know, hopefully like, they can keep it going. But. Like peaking on who? Like you? <laughs> like when you're not paying attention? Or do you not understand synonyms? Synonyms are too. Sorry. Well, we'll post. Trying to comments. trying to make it a pun. No. All right. Anything else about <laughs> hockey? We we usually we've kind of gone through it. Um, obviously, I'm happy where the Abs are. Golden Knights still seem to be happy where the Golden Knights are. Kraken, they are what I they mean, are. 
yeah, I don't. I didn't really have major expectations for them. So it it is fun though, isn't it? Like at least it's fun when they can steal a win against a team like the Panthers or something. Like yeah, I, I know in the years that the Avalanche were bad and you knew they weren't going anywhere. Like it was still great when they would have a good game and have a good performance and and like were fun to watch. So. Well, the cool th- one of the cool things I listened to uh, to call out another podcast. I listened to a podcast called The Sound of Hockey, and one of the um, hosts is an AHL. Like he does a lot with the AHL. He follows a lot of AHL stuff, and a couple of the people we drafted are actually having really good years with the AHL. So like Maddie Benier, and I'm trying to remember the name of the other guy, um, Ryzen or Riser or some of that. Um, but like they both look very promising, and so like there's a lot of like, and we still have like nine million dollars in cap space. Like next year could be a really good year, depending on how you know Ron Francis handles, yeah. um, you know off season and well, it does seem like that's kind of how they built the team a little bit like they didn't re- like they had more of an opportunity to build for this year and they ch- kind of seemed to ch- choose not to so uh clearly they were trying to get something going for more down the road so yeah all right well that's it for nhl we're gonna do a live viewing of the all-star game um we could maybe i mean those three on three recorded for the podcast are kind of fun you know be yeah are we i mean we probably can't record the game but we could like record our like this part like talking yeah, about it or something and then watching it yeah that's true we could watch live with people yeah. who are following us on on twitch that'll work twitch.tv all right anything else mm-hmm. hockey hockey related gentlemen Negative. Right. I'm, passing <clears throat> it. I'm passing it to you guys then what do you want to talk about take some time i think you start- I- I think, sir, you are the first one to take some time. Yeah, but I just I just talked and talked and talked about the Avalanche, so we're going to break it up. No, you didn't. But the wow. rest of us talked about our teams, too. Yeah. So Fine, you want me to go first? All right, I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to just talk about – so last episode we did um, we did Disc in the Drive, and I, did, I feel like I didn't get to get to a lot of the games that I've been playing because we kind of ran out of time. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, Hades. Um, I think I mentioned I mentioned it very briefly, but like, boy, that game uh, really hooked me in. Like, what what a fantastic job they did with that game. Um, it's by far the best kind of roguelite game that I've ever played. Um, and for those that maybe don't know what that means, like a roguelite is a game where you're kind of meant to die. Um, where you, you kind of go through into generally like a procedurally generated area that's generally very difficult, more difficult than you're, like you're not even expected to, to clear it the first time. But as you go, you collect resources or, or, or skill or whatever. And when you die, you get some kind of, you know, you bring something back with you that you can use to enhance your character, make yourself stronger, allow you to delve further. And that's kind of the gameplay loop of like, you know, pushing a little bit further, going a little bit deeper, getting a little bit better um, and kind of constantly making yourself better to be able to get all the way through the, through the game. And uh, Hades does a great job of most of those games are very bare bones story wise. Um, and it's like, it's more like you're kind of like, maybe, maybe you're like discovering lore stuff, you know, or, or whatever. But like Hades is like full on, like like there's an overarching story. There is a lot of great dialogue, a lot of good voice acting, a lot of funny, uh, just like funny stuff and funny moments. And just the way the what's shocked me about it is that like even after like 
40 hours and like basically being into the post game, like getting through the main story and being into the post game. Like I'm still hearing dialogue that is new. Like, it's not just like the state, like, you know, it's not like, Oh, I've heard this quote. I've gotten this buff 400 times, but he said something different every goddamn time I've gotten it. And like the little, like there's all these little, like, uh, interactions that kind of play out in between your runs when you're in the what like when you're kind of in in the home area between the characters and like there's all these little like side storylines that are going on and again like new ones are still coming up even now like I'm I don't know how many hours I'm into it because it's on Switch and so I don't like I think I can go in and see hours played but um, it's not like it's not super easily you know readily visible to me but I've I've I'm sure I've put over a hundred hours into it. Um, and like, it's just so addicting. Like I still, I still play, like I've still been playing it even, even though I'm like, again, like pretty deep into the post game and just kind of like, I, you know, I'm, I'm really in that, like checking the final boxes type of mode where I'm trying to complete some of the challenges and things like that. So um, fantastic game. And finally, I think uh, what I want to say about it is that like, I think it, when I did talk about it very briefly in the last podcast, I had said that I thought I was pretty much done with it because I felt like I'd made my character about as strong as I could, but I was still getting my ass kicked by the final boss. I just didn't think I had the technical skill to get through it. Well, then the next day I cleared it. And then the, a couple of days after that, I cleared it with a different weapon. Um, and so I've, I, you know, like there's all kinds of different like weapons you can use and kind of changes the run. But um, yeah. So it just kind of goes to show that like, it is also a game that you do get better at too. Like you're getting better. Your character is getting better statistically through, through your runs. But like a lot of it is just like learning patterns. And I mean, it's ultimately an action RPG. So um, it was gratifying to feel like I actually did get better myself, not just that I pumped more stats into, into my character to be able to beat something. So, so yeah, check it out. Hades It's on basically every, every con like you know it's on pc it's on playstation it's on switch probably on xbox so you know if if you're looking for a game just be careful like if you're that game can take you can take over like if you got other things you want to play you might focus on that um and then i do have another game i want to talk about but do you want to guys want to take a turn you'll come back to me at the end or do you want me to just knock it out what do you you guys ready to talk or what Cool. Van, your turn. <laughs> we'll come back to you at the end. Shy can't like, act like he's going to say something and then just bite his lip and not say anything. Otherwise, I would have said something to kill the dead air. What? But I was acting like I was going to say something? Yeah, you like... This time, and you were, like, this oh, time without the oops. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, without the oops. <clears throat> okay, first off, I just want to say um, Happy New Year. Happy, Happy Lunar New, New Year, Year to everybody. Yeah. Something that we've missed. Um, that is celebrated what, in my family. What year is it now? I think what, it's the dragon. Oh, oh, I thought I it was believe. just the dragon. Wasn't it just or the dragon? lion? Let me see. Happy, or why am I typing happy? Lunar <laughs> New Year. <laughs> it is the year of. This is taking way too long. Yeah, there's a picture of a dragon. Talk about dead air. New Year. Um, this is somebody else. Look it up while I talk about. What I'm going to yeah, talk about. Go ahead. Um, I'll look. I'll, I'll, I'll effort that for you. Go ahead. So anyway, um, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, okay. I played a new game. Pretty cool game that I honestly would have liked to have visited with you guys as well. 
So I pick up a new game um, that I've been playing with uh, CKY12A, friend of the podcast, Tom, and it's called The Forest. And what it reminds me a lot of, it's an old game. The game came out, I think, in 2017 or something like that. There is a Forest 2, and that might be something that we all jump in together. It reminds me a lot of Valheim. It's mm. it's like a mix between Valheim and Daisy. So it's a survival game. You're thrown in the middle of of, of a a uh, an island off of a plane crash, and they don't. There's really no direction. There's an overlying theme in which you need to find your son, because um, your son was actually taken from you. You you're, you're kind of coming to out of this plane crash, but you do see some type of figure grab your son and pull him out of the airplane. And then bam, game starts. And it's <clears throat> it's much like a lot of other survival games in Valheim where you're not given much in the beginning, except maybe a wooden stick. And then you learn that you can craft and start building more things. And your son had a survival handbook with him um, when the plane went down. So you were able to find your son's survival handbook and some of his notes and all that stuff. And use that survival handbook to just start building a city, building barriers. Um, there are enemies, which are some type of mutants. We're not sure. We're still playing that game. But there's some type of mutants. They move funnily enough. Some remind us of the um, Wendigos from Until Dawn, where they're like on all fours and they're super fast and oh, they dear. run around like spiders and stuff. Yeah. Other ones are just like your typical zombie cannibal guy where they're just standing up and they slash at you and sting. But there, so there are enemies in this uh, in this forest. Um, but yeah, you got to... Right now, we're trying to figure out, we're trying to piece together puzzles on where our son could be. Uh, we could say our son, it's 2022. So where Tom and my son is, and we are playing it cooperatively from the very beginning. So uh, we're trying to piece together where he is right now. But at the same time, like we need to build a better fort. We need to build sustainable food, sustainable water, right? So we need to find a place next to a lake. So we're just working on all these fundamentals to continue on with story progression. So at this point, we're just trying to build our strong foundation and hopefully I will have an update on the forest for you soon. The forest two does drop in May. So I'll give you all a, a better, more um, longer recap. And then maybe that's something that all of us can dive in together cooperatively. And I think that'd be a lot of fun. It'd be like a, a Valheim all over again. Yeah, Valheim was good. Uh, to answer your original question, you were close. It's the year of the tiger. Ooh. Mm. There you go. Not the lion, the tiger. Yeah. Got it. It's the tiger eye worked. of the tiger. Oh, year of no year. Year, 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 year of the tiger. <clears throat> All right, yeah, man. Force two. Yeah, keep us abreast of that. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Shy, your time. You been, you been playing another game, Van? I'm not. Oh, no other games. You've, I'm playing any other games. I All have right. played other games. I've played a lot no, of other games. No game that rhymes with rattle peeled. Um. <laughs> There is. There's also there's also one that rhymes with Sarming Fimulator. <laughs> I was, was trying like, to uh, I was trying to segue. I, spent I was trying a lot to of time in isolation. Okay? I was trying to segue into Battlefield, <laughs> but whatever. All right. Um, and then I also picked up Pokemon Arceus, but I'm not ready to talk oh, nice. about that yet. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited to hear more about that because um, you know our a friend of the pod Ray is apparently in it. So apparently um, he's like yeah one of the main characters. He's in everything. Um, all right. Quick. Re I talked a lot last episode about um about discs in the drive, so I'm just gonna do a quick uh, update. Um, but still playing Battlefield, um, and uh, you know we'll probably have to do a Battlefield 2042 episode, kind of like what we did with Battlefront 2. It's turning into quite a quite a debacle, and yet 
And yet I find myself playing it still. I still enjoy playing the game. I don't know. And more. Like, I've been enjoying it more than I than I did when I started playing it. it you know, I don't... It's just weird. Like, I, uh, it's just odd. But yeah, so my Battlefield. Um, what I was going to talk about just briefly for like a couple minutes was Lost Ark. Um, the new hotness in the MMO world is releasing... Um, Early access starts Tuesday at noon, apparently, next week. So less than seven days now. Um, I know a number of friends of the pod are going to be trying it out. It is a Korean. Oh, smiley. Do you know? Do you know? Does so? Does that? Do you know what time on Friday? The is it noon on Friday? I don't know. That would make sense to me if it was noon on Friday, but I don't know that. You know, I think a lot of people. It's funny because the only way you get early access is by buying a founders pack, and I think a lot of people with founders packs are like not even sure how much they'll get to play the first three days. You know, every MMO launch these days is like a, a huge cluster as far as queue times and server reliability. So probably the free to play players are going to get the biggest benefit because they don't have to shell out money at the start. And they'll probably it starting. It's called lost, lost arc. arc. Um, lost it is arc, a, yeah. it is an isometric R MMO. So it like, it looks like Diablo, uh, create with like a Korean skin, but it's an MMO. And, um, I think the biggest thing I was going to say was they, you know, so Amazon, so it's produced by Korean developers, been out there, been out in Korea for I think almost four years now, and then they've had a Russian release and a Japanese release. One of the cool things about it is it's had great reception wherever it's released. Like in Korea, it's like one of their most popular games. So like, I think that's a good sign for the Western audience that it is a a well-made, fun game. Um, But it's being published here in america by amazon game studios which recently had kind of a disastrous game launch with new world so it'll be interesting to see if uh they can kind of uh bring some of it back with lost ark but they just um they've been doing regular monthly updates before the launch and they just announced like a week ago some of the end game content that's coming out with the game and it's much more it's much higher end game content than a lot of people thought a lot of people thought they were going to like gate the content to a certain point like so that like players could get through to a certain point and then like you know like they then they, they drip feed some content and they are but like it's um i'm trying to think of like a good example like almost if you think of like when final fantasy when we started playing realm reborn like you know there were like the 50 level 50 dungeons and then like after a month or two we played then like the like bahamut's coil came out and like you know we had like more stuff to work on more difficult stuff to fight imagine if like all that had dropped day one in final fantasy realm reborn mm. people could just like the hardest core players could just gone straight you know what i mean they just mm. kept playing and just like you know, yeah. go all the way there, and then, like, maybe more casual players might feel left behind. Well, there's been some of that, you know, I don't know. Like, everybody's looking for controversy nowadays, so whether or not it matters or not, who knows. But they are apparently releasing more content at launch than was originally anticipated, and a lot of people are wondering how that will affect balance and, you know, other things. But, um, yeah, I'm sure next time we podcast, I'll have more to talk about that for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope to as well. I, uh, I don't have a founder spec, so I won't be playing early access, but, uh, I don't know how much time I would have anyway. Um, I don't know how much time I'll have regardless, but um, I'm hoping to get in there a little bit at least and kind of see what's what's going on with it um, when it drops for everybody. All right. Uh, the other game I want to talk about just super briefly is um, so I was I was playing I was playing Shin Megami Tensei Five on Switch, and that game was that game was all right. I wanted to talk more about it, but I honestly haven't played it in a couple of weeks because it really was just making me want to play the Persona games, like Persona 5 instead. Um, and then for the the free PS Plus game, lag is last month for January, was Persona 5 Strikers, which uh, I had never played and was kind of like an action, like a, almost like a, a Dynasty Warriors kind of take on with a Persona 5 
And so I so I downloaded that. And I was going to try that out, and I realized as I started that it's actually a direct sequel to Persona Five Royal, and like it takes place like afterwards, like on the timeline. And so I was like, man, like I never actually finished Persona Five Royal. I finished the original game and beaten it, but when Royal came out, um, a bunch of games all came out at the same time. I think Persona Five Royal and Legend of Mana or uh, Trials of Mana, and I think Final Fantasy VII Remake part one all kind of came out within a short period and so i had started playing through royal and it was cool like there's a lot of added content but then i kind of lost track of it due to playing other things never went back to it so ultimately what i'm trying to say is i was like i've kind of put shin megami tensei down and i put persona 5 strikers down and i've been playing primarily in my off time i've been playing persona 5 royal again trying to get through it so um that's been enjoyable i have heard like i guess there's been a number they the atlas has said that there have been a number of persona related announcements coming this year and one of the ones that people are hoping and clamoring for is besides persona 6 is um a persona 3 remake or even Mm. like even if it's not a remake like at least like a remaster to bring it to like switch and playstation and, and the newer consoles and i am really hoping that they do that i playing through persona 5 which i do love i think persona 5 is a great game but and it's definitely much more polished but i still think three is my favorite and i've kind of been feeling like i want to do another playthrough of three but i'd much rather do it on the current gen consoles Mm. Uh, especially if they add a little you know like some remaster content give them some quality of life maybe add some 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 bells and whistles um so i'm i'm hoping one of the big announcements for atlas will be a persona 3 remaster um, I think that would be awesome because that game was so good. So, yeah. Nice. There you have it. That's my that's my spiel. That's what I got for you. Um, anybody else? Uh, I think we're getting close to being about time. Does anybody have anything else they wanna they wanna get off their chest here? We didn't talk about pattern recognition at all. You guys missed an opportunity there. Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't. Maybe really... maybe a future podcast. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we didn't recognize you it. Maybe there were no. Pa- Maybe there were no patterns. Deep Rock Galactics on PS Plus for free this month. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you play I, it on? Why would you play it on a lesser platform when we already all have it on Steam? It's oh, a great question. You know, I put something in our channel, the channel for the three of us, saying, "Hey, you know, like I might be more interested in playing it on consoles because I, I tend to like first-person shooters better on consoles." And nobody said a damn thing, so I assume nobody wanted to play it with me. So that's all right, though. I feel like we've tried to play other shooters on console all that. Ended up poorly. Van always buys third-party attachments to try to make it, the console feel more like a computer. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like Deep, Take us Rock, out. Deep, Deep Rock's probably one of the types of games you could play on console. Probably. Right? You think yeah. so? Like, it doesn't really require a lot of the precision. It's not like you're not like sniping people in a PvP. Yeah, situation. you're just like, spraying you're and spraying. And, and I, mean, I think that would be very console-friendly. Like you start doing deep dives, and then, that, then it yeah. gets serious. <laughs> Maybe I didn't get that. God, to unlock those trees again. No, thanks. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being with us today on the Focus Target Podcast. If you have feedback for us, uh, let us know. Let us know what you thought of the format of the show. It was kind of wild today because we kind of had to call some audibles. So um, we'd love to hear from you. You know, we're on Twitter at Focus Target. We're on YouTube, Focus Target Podcast. All of our past episodes are there. Some of the side stuff we've done. Um, you know, we're broadcasting live on Twitch, twitch.tv back, uh, forward slash focus target podcast. And of course, the best way to reach us for feedback is by email focus target podcast 
at gmail.com. So thank you all for being with us here for episode 107. This is your host, Captain Smiley. This is uh, second mate Shiral. Yeah, and this is this is Van. <clears throat> Covers Porkins, we're out.